a competitive spirit and just really dial in and truly taking it one day at a time and focus on what lies ahead and that is improving. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. We learned something this afternoon that we've all assumed, we've all thought. Uh, I was just reading a, a comment, or a column, I should say, comment and a column through Marchand, cover sports media. Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers dollars a year for his exclusive interviews for Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. Nobody tell Mike Clemens. We cannot let him get word of this. Rodgers does once a week. Mike Clemens does twice a week on this show, three times a week on Bill's show. Price of hits is going up. Mike Clemens is going to he's gonna forward this story along and say, hey, let's revisit my contract. Aaron Rodgers is getting a million. I'm no Aaron Rodgers, but I'm out of here grinding Aaron Rodgers. Damn it. We're going to have to pay Mike more, aren't we? For his ex- exclusive interviews. Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers millions for his The Post has learned. It is interesting to read about that because that's worth it. And then some for McAfee. Or at least it used to be. I don't know if it still is. When it was with the height of Aaron Rodgers, right? When when he got COVID and then he came on that Friday, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, Pat, if there could have been a price limit on how much that was worth to Pat McAfee's show at the time. You know what I mean? Like he could have paid Aaron Rodgers $2 million for that afternoon and it probably would have worked out in the long haul. So now I'm trying to think, who could we pay to come on this show once a week, once a month? We don't have that budget, hopefully, making for Aaron Rodgers' money. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here talking about the Packers. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you've had a great day. Dreary day. Very, very nasty outside. I went to see our friends at Quick Trip because I needed to get a sandwich uh, right after Bill's show was done. Not, Not enjoyable to be outside. It's a good day to... Sit inside to watch more baseball tonight, to watch Thursday night football, the Broncos and the Chiefs. I've seen in a couple different spots that Taylor Swift should be in the house tonight. Thank God last week was not the same without her. I don't mind Taylor Swift being at games. It adds a little intrigue, adds a little entertainment. It's like in Vegas when Trump is sitting ringside for one of these fights or there's celebrities right there. It just it adds intrigue, doesn't it? I think Taylor Swift being at these games, it adds something. It adds some intrigue, so. I'm not jaded about it at all. And I, I was kind of genuine. I was hoping she'd be at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Adds another layer. It adds a, a layer of interest and intrigue. So if she's at Arrowhead tonight for this game, uh, I think it adds quite a bit. I think I'm going to watch more playoff baseball tonight than I am Thursday night football. I'm on, but, you know, I got to decide which TV is going to have the volume on. So I got two TVs in the living room because I am a child. Uh, <laughs> and I can have two TVs in my living room because I live alone. A significant other telling me that my apartment has to look nice and be organized well. My halfway house. I think the audio is going to be on the baseball game, not on Thursday night football. Atmosphere in Philly tonight. I'm really excited for Braves Phillies. This has been a really the Braves are lucky. The series is still going. This easily could have been done last night. Game two, the Braves were lucky. The way that uh, uh, not Aaron Nola who pitched Tuesday. The other one, the other ace. Anyways. 
had a great outing, and then the Braves stole it at the end, an Austin Riley home run. Very similar to the way the Brewers kind of stole that game against the Braves in 20 with Rowdy Telez hitting a homer, and then Adrian Hauser somehow being the pitcher of record, somehow being the winning pitcher in that game. Doesn't make any sense, but should have some good action. Football, looking forward to it. We're going to talk about the Packers, and I want to talk about Major League Baseball playoffs tonight. Coming up at 4.30, Bart Winkler is going to join us. He's been doing a lot of CBS Sports Radio this week. I heard him on my drive home last night listening to WOZN here in Madison after the Bill Michaels huddle had concluded. Uh, So we're going to talk to Bart. He's just on this crusade on Twitter right now. It's a tweet every hour or so about how the baseball postseason is dumb and the regular season has been cheapened and it means less and it's six months of our lives and it amounts to very little in the end. I'm not sure I disagree with Bart. I just don't really know what we do about it. So I want to talk about that uh, and talk about a football take that we both agree on. And I heard him talking about it on CBS Sports Radio last night. He's going to be in for Zach Gelb this evening, I believe. So we're going to catch him right before he goes on air. Uh, He'll join at 30 in just a little bit. 608-321-1670. If you would like to join the show, I would love to have you. At Wisco Grant, another really good way to get in touch. Drop me a little note to be part of the show. So the Brewers got eliminated last week. You may have forgotten. It feels like it was two months ago. It was eight days ago that the Brewers were eliminated from the postseason. It happened last Wednesday. And, you know, when the Bucks are eliminated from the playoffs, I keep watching. You know, it could be in the first round, could be in the second round, the conference finals. I keep watching. I don't miss a game of the NBA playoffs. I love the NBA playoffs. I think all in all, it's my favorite postseason. Of all the American professional sports, I think the NBA it is the postseason that I'm most invested in. I don't miss games. When the Packers, for example, are eliminated from the playoffs, I keep watching. I might rage. I might be upset. I might be angry. I might sit there and watch the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl and think, this team beat the Packers? Yeah. Had that experience uh, more than a handful of times over the last decade. When the Bucks are eliminated, I keep watching. When the Packers are eliminated, I keep watching. When the Brewers are eliminated, and historically... I guess really over the last four or five years when the Brewers have been eliminated, eh, hit or miss. Maybe I watch. Maybe I don't. Depends on the team. It just depends on what I have going on. If the NBA playoffs are on, the NFL playoffs are on, schedule my night after work around those games. I will schedule my schedule around those games. Baseball playoffs, I'm not going to schedule anything around the baseball playoffs. If I go home and I got nothing to do, I'm going to watch. But if friends want to go out and do something or I don't know. I don't know what, it, what I now I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with things that I would be doing and now I'm struggling which means I, I don't do a whole lot which is probably why I've been watching so many playoff baseball games yesterday I watched them all I watched every inning of every game yesterday mostly because I didn't have much going on I was here I was here all throughout the afternoon I was in the studio for Bill Michaels huddle last night and there's a TV in here so I just had all the games on and I kept thinking especially once I got home and I watched the end of Astros twins and I got into Diamondbacks Dodgers I kept thinking through all of these games yesterday imagine not loving baseball imagine not loving this stupid sport imagine working in sports talk television or radio or imagine being a sports writer or a podcaster baseball like so many shows do shows like get up and first take where Stephen A. Smith was basically blatantly telling baseball fans to go stick it where the sun don't shine on first take a couple weeks ago. Remember that? He's like, no, nah, I'm not talking about baseball. Shut up, baseball fans, losers. I'm like, hey, we are losers, but you don't need to 
you don't need to say, is basically just the New York Jets and the Cowboys and the Niners and, you know, NFL programming. I think the Brewers were on ESPN2 last week, and I, I found it so interesting. The Brewers game ended, and if I remember correctly, I might have muted the TV, but I remember still having it on. It went right to Sports Center, or it went right to whatever was next, and it was NFL. They went right into, what are the Niners doing? What are the Cowboys doing? And I have nothing against the Niners or the Cowboys and the coverage they receive because they're big brands, they're good teams. But the fact that there was no sort of, like, even attempt to do a half-hour wrap-up show, could we not get a couple of the baseball personalities in studio or, or get them to do something? No, no, no. The Brewers ended right to NFL. Right, right, NFL. It's just there's so many of these networks and personalities and voices that don't want to talk about baseball, and it's lame. It's really, really lame because baseball's awesome. Phillies and Braves yesterday was awesome. I love watching this Phillies team. I think they're so fun. The players, the crowd, the crowd and the players fit. The, the crowd and the players fit the city, fit the media of the city. It all just kind of works, and, and, and it makes for a really entertaining product, a really energetic project. Or product. product. And this Orlando Arcia story just added another layer of intrigue into last night's game. If you didn't see, I brought this up on Bill's show yesterday. We really didn't know what to do with it. It came to life during last night's game. Jake Mintz covers Major League Baseball for Fox. He's one of the voices on Cespedes Barbecue, which is a podcast, and, and they're on Sirius XM Radio. Jake Mintz reported a quote from the Braves clubhouse, the Braves locker room, post-game two of Orlando Arcia saying, ah, Bryce Harper, you know, basically just mocking Bryce Harper for running into a double play at the end of the game. And Jake Mins put it out. And then Bryce Harper goes on to hit a three-run tank last night, stares Orlando Arcia down as he rounds the bases. I'm not trying to be dramatic. That, that's Michael Jordan-esque, isn't it? And I don't like using the word-esque, but I don't know what other word to use here. Like, that's... Michael Jordan stuff. When there's a report that comes out that another player made a comment. So Bryce Harper shows up. He hits a three-run bomb and then stares down Orlando Arcia. Are you kidding me? That's Michael Jordan-esque. I didn't watch Michael Jordan in the 90s. I watched Last Dance. I listened to everything that, that everyone says about Jordan these days. It seems like something Jordan would do. It's so cool. And then Bryce Harper to kind of talk smack about it in the post-game press conference. Be like, yeah, of course. Can you see it? I tried to make it I tried to make it pretty obvious. That was awesome. Deeper conversation within baseball today of of whether Jake Mintz was right to put that quote out, right or wrong. Uh I, I think it was kind of dumb for Orlando RC to say that in the presence of all of these reporters. I, I think it's also very dumb and very naive to think, and I saw a lot of baseball people think that today on Twitter. It was like, well, if it's said in the clubhouse, then it's it's meant for the public. Mm, that's not how that works. Oh no, 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 no. Like, sure, you can report it, but you're kind of breaking this barrier of of trust between player and journalist. It's like, yeah, I'm going to tell you things once our interview is concluded, or I'm going to make a comment in passing or, or a little joke between you and me. But that's not, it's not for everyone else. That's not to go out. It's this gray area. As someone who has been in a baseball clubhouse, uh, remember, I covered spring training. You know, I'm familiar with these dynamics. Uh, I, I just, uh, Jake Mintz, probably not too popular with the Braves right now. Maybe don't put that out there. Maybe don't report it. But maybe Orlando Arcia shouldn't have yelled it. I think both can be, both can be true. 
something that's said a lot in sports radio. Both things can be true. They're not mutually exclusive. So Phillies Braves yesterday was fun. Diamondbacks Dodgers last night was not a close game. It was wildly entertaining. Uh, the Diamondbacks hit four home runs in one inning. They basically hit five of those home runs. Uh, was first called back because the, the home run they thought was a home run. So they review it for a couple of minutes. He's pulled back into the batter's box in a two-strike count. And on the next pitch, hits an actual home run to left center, no doubter. Nowhere near the foul pole. It's just, I, I don't know what's going on with the Diamondbacks. I don't know what's going on with the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers' history today. So funny. I, I was watching Cal and he's talking about baseball. Go figure, for the first time in mid-October. And he's talking about the Dodgers. This, this isn't a World Series team. This wasn't a World Series team. But Colin, they won 100 games. What do you mean? What do you actually mean? Well, they don't have any pitching. Yeah, and the Brewers don't have any offense. And this team doesn't have that. And then the other team, they don't have a bullpen. And they, no team is perfect. Not even the Dodgers, who have a trillion-dollar payroll. Not even the Dodgers, who won 100 games. They don't have any pitching. Yeah, they just have Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, who didn't do anything for them this series. Imagine telling a Brewers fan, oh, that Dodgers team, that's not a World Series team. Give me an actual break. They don't have any pitching. The Brewers pinch hit Jesse Winker twice in their two playoff games, one in each game. And the explanation of it on paper made sense. You're like, well, you can't hit Bryce. He doesn't have any power. Uh, He's probably not going to get on base. He's probably going to strike out. Okay, so we hit Jesse Winker. The fact that that made sense, and on paper, that was a, you're going to tell me, but the Dodgers weren't a World Series team? Are you kidding me? This is a massive disappointment and a massive failure from Dave Roberts and from the Dodgers. And I don't like the idea of the national media, the Colin Cowards of the world, letting them off the hook. Don't explain this loss away by blaming the postseason format. Well, you know, that's baseball. It's just random. Man, the Dodgers, they weren't even close in this series. They never had it. Did they even lead at any point in any of these games? I don't think they did. Clayton Kershaw gave up, what, four or five runs before he ever recorded it out? Oh, but that's baseball. It's random. Uh, It's not that random. They won 100 games. It's not a World Series team. Okay, Colin. Go back back to talking about the NFL. Leave baseball talk for the real baseball people. Real baseball people yesterday were watching Astros Twins. Target field was jumping. I wanted the Twins to win this game. I wanted the series to be extended. I was pulling really hard for the Twins. Target field had a buzz, had an energy. I at the very least wanted Carlos Correa to get a revenge at bat with a man on in the ninth inning last night. But no dice. Ryan Presley, the, the closer, he made some stupid pitches. That pitch to close it out right on the black on the outside corner, and I struck out. It was a hell of a pitch. I'm sitting at home watching this. I got home and I made a plate of nachos, shredded cheese on some tortilla chips with some cheap cheap salsa. No, no peppers or onions or, or, you know, it was very cheap nachos. But I'm sitting there just shoveling them in my face, watching the bottom of the ninth. Really wanted Carlos Correa, the former Astro, to get up there. Couldn't do it. Felt a little bit like I was watching the Brewers because the Twins, I believe, at one point early on were down 3-1. And then the, the Twins pitching staff retired like 15 Astros in a row. But the offense couldn't do anything. Very Brewers-ish. I felt at home watching the Twins last night. Houston has now made seven straight ALCSs, which is maybe the most impressive feat in American sports that we are not currently talking about, especially with how random and weird and wacky the playoff format is, which is what I want to talk about coming up next. We'd love to take your calls. Bart Winkler of the Bart Winkler Show and CBS Sports Radio.
Heard him last night at the conclusion or after the conclusion of the Bill Michaels huddle. Going to talk playoff formatting with Bart because this is a cause that he is taking up over and over and over again on Twitter. And I just, I want to have a conversation about it. I think it's coming up next. The Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show Temple and Heilprint coming up in a little over an hour and a half. Going to be at Monks in Sun Prairie. What a perfect night to go meet them at Monks for some Badgers talk. Watch some Thursday night football, some playoff baseball, plenty of TVs, plenty of room to spread out, food specials, drink specials. And if you can't make it to Monks, you can listen and be on the radio. Download the Mad City Sports Zone app or the Zone Madison app, madcitysportszone.com. And you can listen even if Temple and Heilprin is not carried on your Wisco Sports Show affiliate. Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio, the Bart Winkler Show. Uh, I just want to talk about playoff formatting. He's been tweeting about it nonstop for the better part of uh, almost 24 hours now. So I want to have him on and, and just let him rant and see if we can't start to figure this out. I agree that the, the postseason format is not perfect. I don't really know what we do about it. Uh, well, I don't. Do we have to do anything about it? Is it a problem? And if it is a problem, how do we fix it? Can we fix it? I don't know. We're going to discuss that next. First, let's talk to Ed in Madison, 608 321 1670. What's going on, Ed? Hey, Grant. It's a rainy day, but hey, um, hey, I hear good news. I might not get rained on as bad at the Badger game after all. So I'm excited. About oh, is, is the weather, is the forecast clearing up for Saturday? I haven't checked. In the afternoon, and kickoff, so that's a good thing. So we'll cross our fingers. I feel like uh, crummy weather benefits. I want it to be a little bit clearer. I think that that benefits the Badgers, the good guys. Well, I like to see a passing. Game. Winds are blowing like like they were predicting. Uh, that's going to put a squash on that for sure. Yeah. So I was um, kind of wanted. I was talking to you prior, but I think um, like I was saying earlier, the Brewers have been um, helping all the other teams in past years win a World Series. Uh, I don't know if it's just because I know I'm talking hypothetically speaking that the Brewers had a hand, but it just seems like it. The Dodgers, the Nationals, and possibly Arizona. Diamondbacks, and I'm um, rooting for them. I really am. I'm not rooting for Phillies. Interesting. I have a problem with them. I have a problem with them uh, emulating the chop last night. Kind of like I don't like, I don't like, uh, what was the guy that hit a home run last night? You don't like Bryce Harper? I don't like Bryce Harper. I think he, I think he's a bad example of good sportsmanship. Oh. He, um, you know, he kind of put his hand up to his throat, you know, and he kind of stared down the, the, the Braves when he went around. I just don't like that stuff. You know, act like you've been there. That's the way we always were taught when we played ball in high school. Don't be a showboat. Don't make it about you. You know, respect the game. Exactly. Yeah, I just don't like the guy. I, I, uh, he just rubs me. He's on a Yelich. Yelich, you'd never see Yelich do that. You know, Yelich is a class act. I, you know, if we're going to have, um, I'll take four Yeliches over one break. And class means a whole lot to me when your team is being represented. But you know what? That's silly for you. <laughs> they cheered when uh, Troy Aikman got knocked out of a game one year when he was laying there on the turf. 
So I tell you a little bit about the Philly fans. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Packers fans still hate the Dallas Cowboys for Troy Aikman's wins 30 years ago, and you're going to say that, yeah, that for yeah. somehow we're better than Philly fans because they booed him one time when he when he messed up his leg? Come on. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge Philly fan, and I'm not a big Dallas Cowboys fan either. So yeah. I guess, uh, but if I had my druthers, I guess you got me there, but... No, I, I don't think you ever see Packer fans cheering someone when they're laying there on the turf in uh, agony. That's true. I just don't think that'll happen. That's different. Cheering, so? cheering for injuries—that is, I, I would agree—that is a bridge too far. Uh, so I, yep. I'm, I'm being difficult. Sorry, I'm, I'm being all, all the old devil's advocate. Hey, I Sorry. It. I love it when you challenge. I think it's great. I, I like it. At least you don't run me right away as you say something that maybe doesn't quite mince well with the phone, the person that's taking the phone calls and. So that's what I like about your show. And I did not make it, so I... Ed, you, you got, you, your phone keeps doing this. We were nearing the end of our call anyways. You, you got you to get something figured out. I was also going to... Do you have everything in your car turned on? Like, do you have your windshield wipers all the way up and, like, and your vents? All, it sounded like you had every little feature and piece of technology in your car done. Good call. Ed, you know I love you. I'm not, I'm not hating on you right now. I was going to ask you that, and then your call dropped. Or you were in a car wash. Like, how does one get their car to make that much noise? But I appreciate the call, Ed. I do. 608-321-1670. Let's talk to Cone Roller before we get to our friend Bart Winkler. CBS Sports Radio will join us next to talk baseball. Cone, what's going on? Fans, how you doing? Um, yeah. I'm cheering for the Phillies. You're all in on the Phillies, unlike Ed? Ed's talking about, like, Packer fans not cheering against injury. Did we not see... Uh, Brady Street cheer for Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles earlier. Ooh, that's a good. That's good. Good pushback. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, they did cheer in that bar. That that did happen. And those suckers still got stuck with the bill, which is what <laughs> they deserve. That is funny. Oh my god! And your Diamondbacks, you're out there in the desert in Phoenix. Is the city just buzzing right now? Oh my god! But the tens of Diamondbacks fans down here are great. The Dodgers out of town send their sorry home. Jump in the pool, Corbin Carroll. You deserve it. And they got him locked up eight years, $111 million. Might be the best deal in MLB history by the time it's said and done. Could be. We've seen players sign long-term deals and then not be so great. Christian Yelich, uh, example one, two, and three. But I, I would tend to agree. I think that's a, a bet on the future for the Diamondbacks, and I think that deal will age well. Speaking of Christian Yelich and this Phillies Braves series, just such a position of the difference between what a real superstar is, like Bryce Harper, and what a fake superstar is with Christian Yelich. Because saw Bryce Harper take what Orlando Arcia said or didn't say, who knows, used it, delivered in the clutch. I think if that was Christian Yelich and he heard that, it would know talk monotone to the media and be like that's just baseball you know that's how things go it's crap like that where you know yell at you gotta you gotta grow some huevos and and be a dog for us i like that i like that i i don't know it's funny how you completely polarized calls like he's like give me four yelliches over one bryce harper ice harper matches his city and his team and his fan base i think that's cool 
Um, not as outspoken. He's not as cocky. He's also not as good. Um, I, I, I like that Bryce Harper, there's some energy and attitude, and that's a spot in the lineup that, like, oh, God, Bryce Harper's coming up. Where Trey Turner's really good, and they have other good bats, but the Brewers, like, I want Christian Yelich to be that spot in the order where it's like, oh, man, we got to deal with him. And he raised his average this year and, and hit some home runs, don't get me wrong, but nothing like Bryce Harper. Those two are in different universes. Uh, absolutely. And MLB playoff restructuring, who cares? Like, they've been talking about <laughs> this for years. Yeah. They're, they're going to change it eventually. They're going to let more teams. I think all you need to do is look what you said. Look at the Houston Astros. What, seven straight LDSs, mm-hmm. DSs or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's a big counter argument to playoff baseball being a fluke. So I hope our, uh, our, our pal Bart Winkler, you know, keeps that in mind when, when he goes on his rant in a few minutes. I hope he does too. I got to get to him, Cone. I appreciate you. I love how you and Ed just brought two completely different sides of, of the same argument. That was perfect. And that's a perfect lead into Bart. I appreciate your calls as always, Cone. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Grant. And uh, it's just a, a great melting pot of great takes. So all respect to Ed and Madison. I hope his a little quieter. Maybe he should get a Tesla. But Grant. Yeah, thanks, Cone. Ed and I think every function in his car turned on. Like his hazards were on, his air or his heat was turned on all the way. His wipers were going as fast as they could possibly go. Ed was cooking. I don't know where he was driving or what he's doing. But yeah, Ed says, give me four Christian Yelich's over one Bryce Harper any day of the week. Or maybe he said four Bryce Harper, four one Yelich over four Bryce Harper. I don't remember exactly what he said. And then Cone, the other end of the spectrum. I want a guy with a little bite. I want a guy who'll talk a little smack. It was it was honestly Jordan-esque. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or overdramatic. That reminded me of something that Michael Jordan would do. And that's cool. Anytime you see a player elevate to that level and a story becomes almost greater than the football or the, football or the, the baseball field or the basketball court with the Arceus storyline going into the game, that's as Bill would say, that's good stuff. That's good, good, good stuff. Let's get to Bart coming up next. He has been waging war on the internet about the MLB postseason format. I'm not really sure if it's a problem, if it's not really sure if there's a solution. I I don't know. We got a lot to discuss with Bart. He'll join us next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills and Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show, Temple and Heilprin. We're basically just the pregame for Zach and Jesse tonight. They're coming up at 6 o'clock live at Monks and Sun Prairie. Badgers talk as we get ready for Iowa on Saturday. And as Ed said, the forecast might actually be looking a little bit better, which I think benefits Wisconsin. Iowa would probably prefer it as ugly as possible. I think this game probably finds a way to be ugly either way. That just seems to be the direction it's trending. Talking a little bit about the baseball playoffs, the format what happened yesterday? And if you're on Twitter and you follow me and you follow those who occasionally come on the show as guests or are a part of the show in one way or another, you probably follow our guy Bart Winkler. He was the Bart Winkler show. He had his old friend Chuck Freeman, friend of the bill, and he's on CBS Sports Radio. I heard him last night. He has been crusading against the current former league baseball playoffs. Uh, and I, I thought today was the perfect day to have him on to, to talk about it. specifically just let him rant about it. Bart, can you hear me? Are you there? How are you today? Hello? Yeah, I got you. I got you loud and clear. Is this working? I saw you took your headphones off, so I wasn't 100% sure. 
Oh, yeah. You're on for Zach Gelb starting in 20 minutes. Appreciate it. I know you're probably prepping feverishly, getting audio prepared and guests and, and all those things. So appreciate you no, coming do on. Do, do the listeners, uh, are the listeners aware that Zach Gelb is now on right now with uh, like he's you you know no longer getting Zach Gelb. He moved to afternoons. Well, here's the thing, Bart. I've known that for so long because I'm an insider to the sports mm-hmm. radio business. I didn't know if that was public knowledge yet, so it obviously is. I can now share that with our listeners. Well, so you're like, who's this guy Grant has on? But if you're on the station that has CBS Sports Radio, I'll be on there tonight, and I'll be on there tomorrow, and I'll be on on Sunday, and I'm going to be on a bunch. So get if you get used to this. Get used to it. Uh, I listened to you on my drive home last night because you were on the zone in Madison, and, and you were talking about something related to football that we might get into in a little bit. You weren't talking about baseball. You didn't seem that bent out of shape. And then last night I saw your tweets. And oh, today yeah. I saw your tweets. Something angered you. Something said, what was that thing? And and why are you so angry about the, the baseball playoffs and, and all the turns that have, that have gone down the last couple of days? Well, first of all, this is a topic. The baseball playoff, the way that it's formatted is bad. It is dumb. Uh, and I, that is just a thought that I've had. And it's been a fine thought. And it's a fun little debate thought, you know, what do you prefer? What do you like? Uh, you know, tickle each other, whatever, with your with your thoughts and your dreams. Um, and then I realized last night that I was actually, it's not just the thought, I'm mad about it. And what I realized was, because we've talked, and I've after that Brewers exit, which was very short and very dumb, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I don't feel anything. I don't, I don't. I was I'm pointless. I won't remember anything from those two games. There, nothing added to my experience of the no. 2023 season. We could have called it the night they won the division, and I never could have thought about thought about that team. It would have been the same. Same thing. Well, so that's what I thought. What I realized was I was angry. I I was angry. I, I, I told you I wasn't. I told myself I wasn't. But buried in the pit of my stomach underneath the bubble gum and the watermelon seeds from when I was a teenager was this feeling of her that the Brewers got bounced in the playoffs in 27 hours. And when I saw the Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers, when I saw Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts go one to 21, when I saw the Arizona Diamondbacks who backdoored their, they actually did backdoor the Brewer. Everyone said the Brewers backdoored the Diamondbacks did. did backdoor. They did. So I got very mad about that. What I've realized is, really, Grant, I'm streets ahead of everybody on this issue. I don't like the playoff structure, not just because I don't like the playoff structure. I don't like it because, to me, it kind of nerfs the regular season. Now, that might be something that you like and you're entitled to that. I don't see the point in it. I feel like we go for like baseball season and especially, you know, a guy like you doing your show all the time and in working with Bill, I mean, you guys talk what six hours, you are around six hours of brewer conversation, Mm -hmm. possibly a day. Mm -hmm. And then the game. uh, And then when I rope you into my shenanigans, so we're tweeting about it. There's just so much throughout the regular season. Yes. And, and the, and baseball is designed to make you feel like it's worth it to make you feel like it's important to spend this much time, like celebrate these winning streaks, celebrate 
performances. Celebrate everything that's happening in the game. Celebrate sure. the hundred win seasons, the the division winners, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you get to the playoffs, and it, it, it it's over very quickly. Now, I'm fine. Like I'm I'm fine with the Arizona Diamondbacks being in the NLCS as a principle, as like, hey, this team they're 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 beating the Dodgers. This team beat the Brewers. But in this format where all they had to do was win twice and all they had to do was win three times, an 84 team, an 84 win team is in the championship series because all they had to do is play five games. I feel like that format isn't, they're not, it's, it, it hurts the teams that actually did win a bunch of games. The Dodgers were hurt by having a bye for the week. The Braves were hurt. Like, you want to, I was talking about this last night on CBS Sports Radio, and, I, and again, I'm going to tonight, I'm going to save all my baseball stuff for right at 6. You know, I'm, I'm going to hammer it right at 6 tonight. Nice. And I'm going to get into it and go, you know, I'm, you know, brimstone and fire. But I think, like, you, if you were given the choice, hey, would you like to start in the wild card round or the divisional round? You'd say I want to start in the divisional round. Okay. But what ends up happening is, the benefit goes to the team that gets in the wild card round and wins. So it's not like you want to be in it because you could lose. But if you win, you are still in the routine, you are still in the habit, and you get a chance to, like, start to believe. Like the Diamondbacks, eh, we're the underdog in Milwaukee. We can't hit home runs. All of a sudden, you hit a bunch of home runs, and you're torching good pitching, and you're like, oh, man, we can do this. Clayton Kershaw, we'll get him out in a third of an inning. Um, you know, home runs, four and an inning for the first time ever you start to believe you get momentum the texas rangers they're just a, not anthony scott staff that was his old name now it's scott anthony staff of creed people forget he actually changed uh, his name but they're there it's vibing they're they're having playoff vibes and we'll see what happens in the braves and philly series and i know that you know the astros won but that was more because they are a dominant force and the twins were not even like they didn't they they didn't even try like, how did they – their division was bad. They shouldn't have been there. So I just think that this playoff structure, as it's structured, like, if you want to say, hey, it's great that underdogs embrace chaos, all that stuff, you mm -hmm. can. This format of six teams with a week-long bye, which is longer than any point in the regular season, three, then five, then seven, the, the math ain't math into me. It's the results. Well, so I, I hadn't thought about this until right now. You're talking about how the bye is a week-long six or seven games worth of time off like if you were to give a major league baseball team a week by in the middle of their season you'd be giving them six of amount of, of time it would be like giving an nfl team a full month off four game you know what i mean like that is relative to the rest of the schedule and relative to how many games a team normally plays within a week that, that's a massive deal i but what what do we do instead do we have no buys do we shrink the playoffs like what I, I agree with you that it's a crapshoot and, and that I think baseball has a crapshoot of a postseason to make up for the fact that the, the actual system itself is is so unbalanced with the salary cap. It's like, hey, some teams have so much money. Some teams have so little money. So the way we'll balance it out is we'll crapshoot. So the Diamondbacks or the Brewers could beat the Dodgers. I, I just I, I don't know what we do. I agree with everything that you're saying. I don't know what we do instead, Bart. Well, I think uh, the the week long thing has to go. And the problem is that um, people look at that as a reward, but it's not. Getting to the next round as a freebie is a reward. 
But having a week off when this is the most like battle of attrition routine sport we have over six months, a penalty, it, it takes away the reward of going further. What I would like to say is, and this isn't something like while I'm dealing with Brewers pain, I've been talking all summer that two teams make it than uh, in each league than, than six. If I had the choice between one or the other, I think four teams is good. Uh, even if you, if baseball wants to grease for the money, go eight, but they have to be seven game series. Cause then like, that's what NBA and NHL do. Now the bucks lost in a seven game series and the Boston Bruins were the best team in hockey and they lost in a seven game series. It can and happen. Those upsets. Yeah. Those, but those upsets are being celebrated because yes, they beat them. The bucks lost. They got beat the Bruins. Hockey's a little weird too, but they got beat. These teams got beat in a format where it's it's allowable. You're what you're doing is you're giving the best team the weakest link to play first. So they should win. If if you're that good in the regular season, here's your reward. Crappy team. You should win. But what is happening is in baseball, which is already that's baseball. It's already fluky enough. God, they're taking a really tiny series and saying, play it out. Even this divisional round. Like if it was three and then seven, that might make a little more sense. Five games in the divisional round. It, I don't even – and why are we compressing the time? These teams play 30 games in 31 days every other month. But then in October, God forbid, you play more than 15 or 16. So I don't even know why we're doing that. I think that it, the, the answer is these series have to be seven games. Okay. If Arizona beats the Dodgers, it is a sweep. That's a seven-game series. I'll look at that and say, all right, you got beat. Because I guarantee you, if they started that series on Tuesday – the Dodgers and Diamondbacks in a seven-game series, the Diamondbacks don't win the first three games in a row, but you bring everything to a grinding halt. Well, against the Brewers, they would have. We suck. Not against <laughs> okay. the Dodgers. But you bring everything to a grinding halt, and then you make them pick it back up. It's, you know, when you're, when you're, there's a reason, Grant. Yes, Bart. That when people, you ever see, you ever see these people that are running at a stoplight? And they jog in place? Yeah, yeah. I, I was a cross country runner for a long time. I, I normally would There's avoid. There's reason doing that. you do that. There is, but it looks dumb, so I typically try. But to you, avoid you're it. keeping it flowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stop, start, stop, start. Yep. And that's what they're making. I just thought of that. God, I'm so pumped. I'm using that one tonight. It's a good analogy. Oh, thank you. Do you have the anything else you need to work me. through before you do your actual radio hit? Any material here? Um. God, I don't know. I'm going to talk a lot about Broncos Chiefs. The problem is tonight. Half of my show is during a game, That's and tough. I just stop doing radio. I just stop, like, I just watch the game and comment on it. I'm doing one of those playback apps that 20 people watch, but that's what I do, kind of. You're just giving blow-by-blow, blow. which you yeah. can't technically or legally do without express written consent, but... I have, no. Well, yeah, I, I don't even know how you get express written consent. I don't even know what express written consent, being honest. Who are you pulling for in, in baseball, though, to wrap it up with baseball? Who are you, who are you cheering for? Anybody? I guess Texas. Hmm. Not Philly? No, I'm not in your weird Philly train. We we had... Philly makes me Philly makes me sad. You keep tweeting like we don't play the same sports. Because we don't. Phillies. I know. That makes me sad. Well. Obviously I'm not rooting for the Diamondbacks. They ruined baseball. Um Cone Rollers, Diamondbacks. Yeah. The the Astros, seven years in a row of an ALCS is ridiculous. That's I, I said this earlier today. That's the most impressive streak or most impressive feat in sports right now that no one ever talks no about. No one cares. They should care. It's 
Especially with how volatile the playoffs are, they should care even more. Well, that's the thing. Jeff Passan put out a long column today, as only he can do. It's like, I'm going to use a million words to write something I could write in one paragraph. It's well written, but, like, I'm sitting here like, Jesus, I don't have all the time. I like Jeff Passan. But, like, we're all celebrating the randomness of baseball. It's like, my God, what a crapshoot. And then over here, the Astros have, for seven straight round. It's just, it's, it's insane that they're still doing it. And I agree with you, the Twins aren't. I felt like I was watching a Brewer game watching the Twins last night. It's like, oh, uh, the pitching staff ret- retired 15 scratch out anything. Yeah, I've been there before. I know what that feels like. Yeah, we're, we're admitting we, we let the other teams do the story. Yeah, well, that's, that's true. Well, uh, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, anything else on the Brewers Council, the future of Woodruff, anything else you want to get out before I let you go and, and you go do your big boy show, your actual show? Uh, I've seen some theories being floated around that maybe Council might move to the front office for a little bit and then, if the Brewers are good, he'll manage the second half of the season. Uh, I just think there's a lot of great theories out there, and we should celebrate them all. That's a dumb theory. We can talk more about it when we when we learn what Council is actually going to do. We can talk more about uh, it. He's, I don't think he's coming back. Otherwise, he would have said he's coming back. You don't delay good news. Ooh. You've never delayed good news before? It's hard. It is. It's hard to keep it inside. All right. You don't delay. You don't delay good news. If he's coming back. I don't know. Why I, Why does this have to – Why is he coming back? All of a sudden, it's like the same that's – that's a, that's a thing for Giannis. That's a thing for Rodgers. That's a thing for Favre. <laughs> yeah. Not a thing for our skipper. Not for not for the manager that's seen a 1-9 a playoff record over the last 10 playoff games. Yeah, is he coming back? <laughs> is he coming back? Uh, the council clock. I'll update it uh, as soon as we know something more. Have a great time on CBS Sports Radio. I'll have to catch you later this evening. Tonight's not the night for that, man. Uh, Have a good show tonight, Bart. Appreciate it. Bye, Grant. Our good, 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 good buddy. CBS Sports Radio tonight. You can check out a show. The Bar Winkler Show. Spotify, Apple Podcast. You know, we're the the podcast. Three-minute break. We'll wrap up hour number one of the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio. Sports show. Big thanks to Bart Winkler. He's on Twitter at Winks Thinks. Sometimes I just see what he's tweeting and what he's saying, and I'm like, I'm just gonna get him on, ask him about this one thing that he seems really upset about, and he'll just go. And I'll just get out of his way. And that's exactly what happened. Playoff formatting is always a tricky subject because you you always want to find the balance between being the best teams the advantages that they deserve, the advantages that they've earned. You want to give the best teams, the teams that have earned, an easier out, an easier out. You also want to create a playoff structure that leaves the door open and gives a chance to anyone. Like, in the NFL, we like that a six seed could, every once in a blue moon, go on a run. We saw that with the Packers. Could happen with any team, any year. We like in the NBA that, however rare it might be, every once in a blue moon... An eight seed beats a one seed. Uh, more realistically, are, is the second round upset? We do see the one seed lose in the second round. Uh, not often, but it, it does happen, it seems like, quite a bit. Number one seeds go down in the second round, typically, if they're going to go down, not usually in the first round. So the NBA is the perfect balance. If you're going to upset a team, you got to beat them four out of seven, which is really hard. Hockey's the same, but it is possible. The NFL, very different, obviously. Anybody can beat anybody. The best team gets a bye, gets to play at home. 
gets to play lesser opponents. Baseball is is so weird. I think the best comparison for baseball is college basketball. Don't you? I, I think if, if I'm comparing Major League Baseball and the formatting of the postseason in Major League Baseball to another sport, I think of college basketball. College basketball almost has three seasons in one. They have the regular season where teams contend for a regular season conference title. And that is in November two or three years ago when I was trying to, to find my way in this business. And I was going to figure out how to do a sports show and, and figure out certain philosophies and, and certain things about certain sports. I was finding my way. And I once asked Zach Heilprin, who's been as gracious of a guest as anybody ever to come on the show. I said, which is more important to the players, the regular season title or the big 10 tournament title? He said, regular season. Oh my God. So there's value in the regular season. There's value in the conference tournament, the A tournament. There's multiple seasons. They all matter. It's difficult. I want to continue to compare college league baseball coming up next. And just really dial in and truly take it up one day at a time on what lies ahead. And that is improvement. This is where we to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The low is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Thank you, Zach, for that update. As I was saying before uh, we took that last break, Zach Heilprin, one of the most gracious people. He'd never admit to it, but best guy. Heart of gold. I remember when this show started in 2018, I emailed Zach Heilprin because I hear that voice on the updates. He's all over Badger Sports. I emailed him and I said, oh, Zach, uh, my name is Grant. Would you come on my show every once in a while and talk Badgers? And he's been willing to come on ever since. Appreciate that guy. And I asked him years ago, I remember in college basketball season, had to be somewhere around March. I said, Zach, which means more? to these players does the regular season big 10 title mean more does tournament title mean more and he said oh regular season it's something you have to fight for it's not just a long weekend right and i think college basketball we understand you fight for a regular season title you fight for a, a tournament title in the big 10 tournament tennis and you try to make a run there's multiple objectives right there's regular season which is, is based over months Big Ten Tournament, which is based over a weekend, and the NCAA Tournament, which is based over a couple weekends, right? And I, I, I know that we say Legacy March, right? And, and, and you know, legends are, are born in March. Oh, don't completely disregard the rest of the season and who wins the conference title, who wins the conference tournament. Baseball is very similar, except we do disregard what happens in the regular season, right? We do throw that out the window. Major League Baseball season is 162 games. And I, you know, if we're going to have this fluky, really random playoff system, that's fine. But I, I, I wanted to be more of a college basketball model where we're still able to recognize and celebrate what happened in the regular season. But we're not really able to because the division title and, and all the, the good feelings and the joy that came with it for Brewers fans went right out the window when they lost that second game to the Diamondbacks last week. It's a it's a really imperfect system. It's almost like baseball has two seasons. And and if we're going to have a 162-game regular season that then stops and we start all over in a really quick, really random postseason, I almost feel like there should be two types of banners. There should be the regular season banner and then the tournament banner because that's really what it is. It's a tournament. You know what I mean? And, and we treat other tournaments like March Madness. We know it's it's literally called March Madness. Because it's so random for upsets. Baseball is the same thing, 
Except the baseball postseason, we don't call it October Madness. It's just called the playoffs, but it's different than the NFL playoffs and the NBA and and the NHL playoffs. Now, I'm not complaining because it's been really, really, really fun. But it is unbalanced and it is clunky and it is kind of bizarre. I'm not sure if it's it's a problem. Baseball is just a, a weird sport. It's a really, really weird sport. I'm just trying to make sense of it tonight. 608-321-1670. Let's talk to Clem Head Mike. Mike, how are you tonight? Welcome to the show. Oh, pretty good. How are you, Grant? I'm doing good. A little, a little gloomy today. I'm feeling a little droopy and tired, but I'm pushing through. I'm doing my best. I've, I've been outside since 9 o'clock this morning burning brush and leaves and tree limbs, and I can't believe how much stuff I collected over the last couple of years. Oh, boy. Yard cleanup. I like that. <laughs> I like that, Mike. That's a productive day. Yeah. I'm a little cold right now, but I'm I'm sorry. You know, I just had a, I just had a brain fart. What was your guest's name? Oh, Bart. <laughs> Bart, I thought it was Bart. Yeah, okay. Um, that was a tough listen for me. I don't know why. Just uh, you know, the secret is to to the the uh, playoff. Just when you're just when you're damn serious. Yeah. You're complaining about how many games you got to play. You got to play three or five. Win two out of three. Win three out of five. Just if he wants to have all seven game series, we'll be playing baseball on Thanksgiving. I mean. Uh, Shorten up the season, make it 150 games. Yeah, but I like how long the regular baseball. I don't want the, I don't want the season to be shortened. Like you could shorten the NBA season to me. Baseball is how long the season is, right? And you go through the ups and the downs, and I don't know. I I don't want I don't to significantly shorten the regular season to have some bigger tournament at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I don't mind that, but we can't be playing baseball in late November and December. We can't have all these seven game series. Agreed. My God, it, baseball season will last nine months. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Baseball is um, is a very unbalanced sport, Mike, because there's no salary cap. So you have teams right. like the Dodgers and the Braves who have massive and the Phillies who have massive payrolls, a lot of star power. And then they're expected to be matched up against teams like the Brewers and the Diamondbacks and the Marlins. So to counteract that imbalance in, in pay scale, we have a really random postseason. It's like, okay, well, this is imbalanced, so we'll create an imbalanced postseason, and it'll kind of equal out. You know what I mean? It's very bizarre. The way that we counteract really imbalanced matchups is by creating a really hectic postseason. We're we're combating hecticness with more hecticness or chaos with more chaos, you know? Yeah, we have too many teams in the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. We don't need to have, you know... So yeah, I can see doing away with a bye week. That's fine. Put the the weakest wild card team against the strongest regular season team. But um, I don't think I don't think I'm ready for having every series and playoffs a seven game series. Jeez, that'll take forever. I, and I am rooting big time for the Diamondbacks. By the way, I, I'm with Cohen on that one. But um, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. I just everybody every time there's a playoff of any sport, everybody wants to change it because I remember that happened in football when the Seattle Seahawks finished uh, seven and nine that year, and said we got to change the playoff system. We got to, and then the two years later, the Carolina Panthers finished seven and nine, and they went in the playoffs. So we got to change the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Two years later, each of those teams wound up in the Super Bowl. You know, just let it play out. It works fine. It's, you had one year where everything didn't work out, and you're going to panic and change everything. Just. Let's be a little patient. Well, I think that's a mistake we make in sports all the time, Mike, is is we create a, a rule and then that rule has consequences. So we create another rule to deal with the consequences from the last rule. And we're always, and you're right, just sit back and chances are over a five or a 10 game stretch or a five or 10 year stretch, it's fine. Like remember the NBA a couple years ago, everyone wanted to, to get rid of conferences because the West was so much better than the East. That was a one or two yeah. year thing. We don't need to change everything because of it. 
I remember, oh my God, this is 20 some years ago. I can't remember who the team was, but they, they got into the, I think they got into the NBA finals. They had a regular season record of like 40 and 42. And, um, oh, such a panic and such an uproar. How did this team with a losing record get so far in the playoffs? And I thought it was pretty awesome. You know, it's just somebody gets hot. And like Bill says, get, you got to get hot. You got to be lucky. You got to be healthy. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think it makes for a, a better story, and it's more intriguing that way. But uh, yeah, if he wants if we, he wants to have all seven game series, we're just going to eliminate the playoff team. I don't think we need seven game series. I don't. I don't hate the idea of a, of a five game series in the NLDS, for example, which is what we have now. I think that's a good system. Um, I, maybe you can compress it a little bit more. Like for six straight months, Mike, we play every day. We don't need to right. put, to have days off in between every, but you know you can play four games in five days or five five games within six days. That's what these teams are used to. You know, if you want to maintain normalcy and you want to keep baseball the way that it's been played for the last six months, I I don't think we need all the off days, which helps I think wrap it up in a in a in a more concise window of time. I, I don't know. It's messy, Mike. I, I don't know that there's a problem, and if there is a problem, I don't know how you fix it. But it's interesting yeah. to talk about at the very least, which is why we're here. Life is messy. Yeah, life is messy. <laughs> is messy. Makes it more interesting. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I'm going to get to a couple other callers. I appreciate yep. you always. All right. Yeah, you too. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, have a good one. Clemhead Mike. Burden Brush up there in Chippewa Falls today. Good day for it. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, this is Hector. Hector, what's up with you? Oh, not a whole lot, Grant. I'm, uh, I'm back home. Uh, I was on my day off today and... Uh, took two of the kids to doctor's appointments, and then the other one got sent home sick. So it's been, some, uh, it's some, been a day and a half. Some day off for you, you know what I mean? I bet, you, I bet you'd rather be at work. Yeah, no, they, uh, a quick trip, ha- I don't know if you've seen the breaking news in the area, but quick trip has like some kind of network malfunction or Yeah, I couldn't use my rewards card when I went like to, to go get lunch at our friends at quick trip earlier today. Yeah, I didn't realize the rewards stuff was down either, and... They currently have this, uh, you get like 15 cents off per gallon if you buy three cans of Red Bull. And that's, you know, I work four 10-hour shifts, so that's almost a full week. of. I've been doing that, and then yesterday I wasted $6 buying three of them, and I didn't even get to my rewards for it. So I'm not oh, too happy about well, that either. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll say a prayer for you, buddy. I know, man. The, I mean, when it rains, it pours, right? No kidding. <laughs> yeah, correct. What do you think about all this playoff business? Do you even watch baseball? We don't talk baseball often, you and me. We're more football NBA when the two of us yeah. have a discussion. So I try not to sound too much like an idiot because I know that this is uh, around all over the United States. And you know, I don't want to be that caller. You know? I try not to talk too much about baseball until I'm more well-versed in it. So next season, you'll hear probably more from me because now – I'll be three seasons in and, and kind of know what I'm talking about. But I the the one uh, point I was actually going to make, which you um, brought up in quickly with uh, the previous caller, was how in the NBA um, they wanted to switch up the conferences and stuff. And it's just like it's recent. It's all about the recency. Like right now this is what's annoying, so we got to fix it. And right now this is what's annoying, so we got to fix it. But – just leave well enough as it is and do it. And I um, very heavily agree with you with the days in between. You know, like it'd be easy to do a best of five series if you had like five 
or four game, four days in a row where you're playing baseball yeah. and throw a doubleheader in there somewhere. That's not a, well, we, we, we maybe don't need a doubleheader, but we don't need all the days off. These guys played every day for six months straight. And now right, we're yeah. going to do two or three games in five days. We, we should want to keep the same schedule. We should want to keep the status quo. Yeah, didn't the Brewers have like a 17 or 18 game stretch there? Yeah, yeah. without a day off. Um, Happens all the time in the season. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's something else to complain about. You know, it was a, I would, of course, in the moment, hour 28 when the play, quote unquote playoff run was over, I would have been all on, you know, it's kind of worn off and, it's it is what it is and whatever we'll try it. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to fix anything long term because next year something else is going to happen and they're going to be totally. bitching complaining about that. Totally, that's how this works. That's how sports works. We, we or create a rule to fix a rule. We can't. We we, we don't want to be chasing. We never want to be chasing an issue or trying to where it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be exactly the way we want every single year. When you start tinkering, you start messing around. I, I don't know. I think that's yeah. when you get in trouble. Appreciate you, Hector. Go home and relax after a very busy day. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, go Ravens. Don't let the <laughs> don't let that English weather over there, you know, take that 111 percent away like it has the last couple of weeks. It's just been terrible NFL fan experience for me. Titans Between this my weekend, teams, right for you? Yeah, Titans in London, 8:30 on Sunday morning, and of course I got to work, so I'm gonna try to sneak um sneak a little Bluetooth earbud in. Uh, underneath my hat and stuff before I go into the cold kitchen and uh, go from there. I like that. Have a good one, Hector. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Hector in Alaska, listening on WK. Let's sit down and think about this for a sec. Why is everyone freaking out about the baseball postseason format? Why are we upset? Well, what's the catalyst for this? Is it because the Dodgers got bounced? Well, the Dodgers have been doing this. The Dodgers have been spending a ton of money and stacking the roster, and stacking the stacking trades for great players, and coming up short. That's not nothing new. They've been doing this in, in many different playoff formats throughout the years. The constant has been the Dodgers. The Dodgers losing before they should lose. So I don't know if, if this is the year where you should all of a sudden look around and see, see what's happening to the Dodgers. They won 100 games. They don't even make the championship series. Okay, well, that's a Dodger problem. I don't, I don't think that's a baseball problem. Well, what about the Braves? Teams we've seen in a long time this year. And they're on the verge of getting eliminated. Well, okay, I think the Phillies are pretty good. It's not like they're losing to a terrible team. The Phillies are also very talented. The Phillies took a little time this regular season to get things figured out, but they really started to play at the end of the year. They're playing with swagger. I don't think there's any shame in losing to the Braves or or losing to the Phillies. But if the Braves do go down, well, the Braves just won a World Series two years ago. The Braves just won two years ago, and they did so as a team that not a lot of people saw coming. Eric Eager... Uh, who's at Sumer Sports, used to be a pro football focus. He's going to be on the show next week to talk football. But something he often says, and it's something that I I very much agree with, a lot of times a team wins a championship in the year they're not expected to win the championship. Just look at the Packers. The Packers were better in 2011 and in in 2020 than they were in 2010. Now, my point is we didn't expect them to win in 2010. Okay, they lost back-to-back games in overtime to Washington and Miami. Uh, They had to get in as a wild card. No one expected them. It's like, hey, you know who's really an odds-on favorite this year? The Packers. The Packers weren't a favorite. They won it in 2010 and then didn't win it in 2011, a year where everyone was picking them, except for Merrill Hodge, very anti-Packers that year on SportsCenter, I remember. The Braves. The Braves won two years ago. 
a year that not many people were like, hey, look out for the Braves. The, the Braves were underdogs to the Brewers in that series. The Braves won their title two years ago. This year, they were the best team or one of the best teams in the National League. And if now they go down, that's just an example of, of how sports work. You often win in sports when you're not expected to win. The Bucks, I think the Bucks are a great example. I'm not convinced the Bucks weren't better in 2022 than they were in 2021. But Chris Middleton got hurt. Right, Jason Tatum went off. Right, I, I think the Bucks were actually better the next year, but they won in 2021. So I don't want to overreact to what happened to the Braves this year. They just won their title two years ago. I certainly don't want to overreact because of what happened to the Dodgers because the Dodgers have been doing this for a long time under multiple playoff formats. Now, the Astros have shown, hey, if, if you get your ducks in a row, figure it out organizationally, and you have the right leadership and you have the right approach, you can consider playoffs. You're not going to win the World Series every year. You may be not going to be in the world, but you can be right there on the doorstep every year. They've been seven straight ALCSs now. So what are what are we reacting to? What, what the Brewers losing? The Brewers lose every year. The Twins losing? The Twins weren't any good. You know, I none of these results should be shocking. Now, maybe the Dodgers losing the way they lost. Maybe that's a little surprising. Maybe the Braves offense going quiet. Maybe that's a little surprising. But nothing has happened so far in this postseason where I've been like, oh, my, we we got we to gotta take a look at what we're doing here. Because I'm not sure if any of this is new. The Braves is symptomatic of, of a team winning in a year they maybe weren't supposed to win it and then coming up short in a year where they were supposed to win it. What's happening with the Dodgers has been going on for 20 years. That's nothing new. And, and the Astros are showing you, it can be done. You can do it. You can win consistently in the playoffs, no matter how big of a crapshoot it is. Does that make sense? Let's take one more call, and then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, were the Packers expected to win a Super Bowl this year? Uh, this year, no. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, within re- you know, there are levels to this. Right. Like there, there's there's going 15 and one and being an odds on favorite. And then there's going 10 and six and just getting in the dance. The, the, the Packers are a different level of, of contender or non-contender this year. You know, there are a couple things that have surprised me. I'm hearing Quick Trip Rewards app is out. That must be causing mass chaos. I don't know. I'm still operating without <laughs> Quick Trip Rewards. Number two, yesterday to Chicago. And wow, did it make me appreciate our conversations about wisconsin highway exits and the the uh, available amenities at each we need to have a conversation with our friends down in down in the state that just sucks because apparently bathrooms don't exist in convenience stores down there oh my god tell you what man when you are stuck in chicago traffic after just housing taco bell breakfast oh no and you you are sitting there I made some deals, man. I was at a crossroads. There are some things that can't come back. Uh, but wow, was I thinking? I was sitting there thinking, you know what? I wish I was on I ninety driving right past Eric and Mrs. I ninety and going right to that quick trip and using a beautiful clean restroom. Uh, I was making deals, but that's so. Side note for anybody who hasn't been to Chicago, I don't know if this is a new thing or if I'm just a rookie. I haven't really driven into the actual city much, but. Don't expect any bathrooms to be available unless you're going to like a fast food restaurant. Don't expect bathrooms anywhere. There's restaurants like, and this is even a thing on State Street with the convenience stores and and some of the restaurants. Like no public restrooms. That's that's the way it is in the big city back where they live. You can't trust anyone in those big cities. They don't trust anyone to use the bathrooms in those places. Third world. And then he gets. I, I had all kinds of complaints. But what the hell are we doing talking about that? 
That's why I wanted to call and just like derail the show. Slash you, get wait, it back wait, on wait, no, 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 no. It's you don't October get. You don't get to pull this dead. today. You don't get to pull this today. The, the three baseball games that were on yesterday were some of the three best baseball playoff games I've watched in so long. You, you don't get to pull this today. No, 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 no. Yeah, the highlights were awesome. I was sitting at a bar in Chicago, and I even looked up from my phone when everybody was like, "Oh, Bryce." Bryce, whatever his name is, hit a home run. Oh, oh, that's, cool. that's bad faith. This is this is bad faith calling right now. You're playing a heel. I, I know you don't mean this genuinely. <laughs> hey, hockey season. The Red Wings start tonight. So that's, that's that is true. Hockey has started, but I've never talked about hockey, so I wouldn't hold your breath on that. <laughs> uh, rivalry week. Um, I, I, has anybody been talking about this forecast? Uh, at Camp Randall yes. Saturday. Yeah, yes, actually, we did cover this. Ed and Madison called in earlier. He's been, he's because he's going to the game on Saturday, he's brought up the forecast a couple of times this week. It looks like the rain is shifting earlier in the day, and we might actually be dry come 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, which I think would benefit Wisconsin, personally. That benefits, well, that benefits an air raid for sure, but it also benefits the fans that are trying to figure out how the hell to do a stripe out when it's supposed to rain. I don't know who figured that Monday, and I'm sitting here looking at this. I'm like, guys, we had so many opportunities. Night game coming up. We look at the forecast for this week, and it's just supposed to rain. And we're just, so we're like, all right, we're in the white section. What do we do? Just wear a garbage bag? Like a glad? I don't know. How do you how do you uh, how do you protect yourself against the rain and also deal with the stripe up? And the loud that music. Was, this is another thing we have to consider. Oh. This is my one and only game I'll be going to, so I'll be sure to report back on uh, on, mm. a, on a timeout by timeout. What do you mean one and only? You drove to Purdue a couple weeks ago. You're only going to one oh, home no, game no. this year? I go, I go to away games. I love going to away games. Home games, I think Camp Randall sucks. If we're, what? If we're like that's, this is a bad take from, of mine. I have a lot of bad takes added to the list. I, I go to Purdue, and I'm just so impressed. And I'm not sure if it's because Wisconsin is viewed as such a – a rival by them that they really get up for it. But the, the students are standing the whole time. Like they're loud and, you know, the old people are standing and, and stand up old people. No problem. The old people listen immediately. Go to Camp Randall. It's a freaking morgue, man. These Wisconsin fans, I, I'm self-critical a lot when it comes to Wisconsin and the sports. But, wow. I mean, the, the stadium, I just think, is incredibly overrated, especially when you compare it to Iowa. Like, I don't know, if you're a Wisconsin fan and you have, it's so much better. Like, I, it, it's so much, the environment is so much better. And I'm just talking about overall energy. If you want to talk about amenities, parking, I love it. I love going to the red zone before the game. That part of game day is awesome. Now, I'm not saying game day as a whole is better anywhere else. But actually sitting in the stadium, listening to a band that isn't mic'd, I don't know why they're not mic'd. You can't next to them, so then it's just awkward silence. And people sit sit on their hands the whole time. This I did not another unexpected thing. I didn't expect to rant about Wisconsin today. But I think this is a college football issue. The games take like five hours. I don't fault those kids for showing up slightly late and leaving early. I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting out on a bleacher for five hours waiting for TV timeouts to be over. That's that's most of the kids, is it not? But but I I thought that as well until I started going to these other stadiums, and it just feels like the energy's there. There's things happening on the field. And it's not just our dance team going around twirling a couple times and then going out. It's not the women's rowing team celebrating a silver at the Big Ten Championship, whatever. I'm like, dear Lord, I don't care about, you know, the, the, the men's tennis team walking out there. Everybody give a round of applause. 
last year, Grant, the one game I went to, I don't remember which was who the opponent was, but they they celebrated like eight teams, and I'm like, women's hockey, women's volleyball, and everybody else can screw off. So they're the only thing right now. Wow. So this is my this is my rant. But you, when a, you go there. Do you, have a, do you have a bad day? What's up with you? I had an I had an elite day at work. Wow. It was a very good day for the Falcons, but. Oh, no. I, am I the only Badger fan out there that just doesn't care about the women's diving team? Hey. And, like celebrating them at midfield? Like, oh, Jesus. Student athletes. We're celebrating the student athlete experience. I have to go. I have to take a break. I appreciate yeah. these rants. I love when people rant. So thank you for, for bringing hey, this. Last real quick bit. Uh-huh. Joe Barry, last 10 regular oh, season games, eight times has held opponents to 20 points or fewer. As the president of the Joe Barry fan club, I should have been on this earlier. This man's on an absolute hot streak. And I know you love, love talking Joe Barry. So <sighs> just wanted to sneak that one in there before I hop off. Well, now Grant? I want to. Yeah, yeah. Have a good night, Vagabond. Have, thir- have a good Thursday. <laughs> yeah, and get over to Monks. Go share these Badger stakes with some other people. Uh, Joe Barry, yeah, that makes me want to talk about baseball even more. We'll talk more baseball next. And probably a little football towards the end of the show because we'll be uh, usher Mr. Jesse Temple and Mr. Zach Heilpern, Temple and Heilpern, coming up at 6 o'clock. So Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, Vagabond John. I'm 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 not I'm not accepting pushback on talking baseball today. Those three games yesterday were awesome. Dodgers losing to the Diamondbacks. I I'm not even that anti-Dodgers. Like I'll cheer against them, sure, because screw them. They have more money, and you know they they play a rigged version of of a game that my Brewers are trying to just trying to scrape out a meager living. You know, Brewers. All I want for my Milwaukee Brewers is. You know, a nice little house with a white picket fence, green grass, you know, a car to get me from point A to point B, a couple of great kids who succeed in school, go on to do great things. I'm not, I'm not asking for a giant mansion and a Tesla and a boat and a cabin up north. Like, I'm, I'm not asking for the world here. I just want my team to scratch out a meager but respectable existence. And the Dodgers are like, no, 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 we're going to have three houses uh, one in Wisconsin, our home. Then we're going to have a, a ski cabin in Vermont. We're going to have a, a, a bungalow. You know, we're going to have boats. We're going to have all the bells. But, like, the scale is tipped so far in favor of the Dodgers against them. But it's not like I have a personal vendetta against the Dodgers. I didn't turn on the Dodgers last night, Celtics, or the way that I turn on some other teams where I am actively, angrily at their demise, them to lose. I mean, not that. The Dodgers haven't done anything the last 20 years. And you know what I really loved? You know what I really loved was seeing tweets from Dodgers Twitter last night saying, oh, everyone knows our title in 2020 doesn't really mean that much. You're not right, it doesn't. That's a Mickey Mouse ring. That's a Mickey Mouse ring. The, the Lakers in 2021, I do give a little credence to that title. Not as much as a normal title, but a, but a good amount of credence, a healthy amount of credence. I tell you what, the, the Dodgers title, nuh-uh, Mm-mm. no, no, no. Uh, and I like also, well, the Dodgers don't have any pitching. I don't know. They had two of their best starters who had to leave the game for domestic violence and and sexual assault, things of that nature. Like, I don't feel bad for you guys. I also don't feel as though we need to redo the entire playoff system because the Braves and the Dodgers 
are getting bounced. The Braves haven't been bounced yet. I think they ultimately will be by the Phillies. Who knows? They could come back. But, I, but you know, I'm seeing Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal write columns about how we need to take a look at the system if the Dodgers and the Braves, who both won 100 games, they can't get it. No one's stopping the Dodgers from winning but themselves. I don't know. Maybe get a new manager. Dave Roberts really hasn't done that much for you in recent years. I don't know. Maybe try something else. Just that's what most teams would do. Oh, we have a massive payroll with a ton of talent. We're winning a ton of coming up short in the playoffs. I don't know. Let's take a look at the coach. That's what any, literally any other team would try. And the Dodgers won't. I'm not going to feel bad for him. And I, I certainly don't think we should redo the whole system. The Dodgers have been coming up short in the playoffs in lots of different playoff formats for years and years and years. The Braves won a title two years ago. Well, they did it as, as, as an underdog against the Brewers. Yeah, but that's the point. A lot of times you don't win the title when everyone thinks you're going to win the title. The Packers won the title in 2010, not 2011. I think the Bucks were better in 2022 than they were in 2021, but they won the title in 21, not in 22. The Braves might very well be a better team this year than they were two years ago, but that's not how sports work. You often win when everyone doesn't expect you to win, and when everyone expects you to win, that's often when you lose. That's how the game works. If you need reason to, to, to believe that a good team that wins a lot of games in the regular season can continue to win, look no further than the Astros. They made seven straight NLCS or ALCSs. I believe we have Mike Clemens giving us a call, 608-321-1670. Mike Clemens, is that you? The caller is there. Uh, Mike, what's going on today? Welcome. Checking in, see what you got going. I'm uh, uh, I'm trying to unlock it like the bye week that it is because everybody kind of needs a break. You know, I've been at it every day because there's plenty of stories to cover with the Packers and the NFL since July 24th. And I'm uh, very pleased to announce I just mowed my lawn. So, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's the bye week for you as well. You can get some of these things done, I'm sure. Well, you know, when it gets to be your knees, the neighbors start to talk. So. Yeah. Did, you no. didn't tell them why. I'm restoring it to its natural prairie grassland state. You didn't give them the hippie line. They, they didn't buy that. Yeah. Uh, I carried that uh, no mow may thing. Uh, <laughs> A little too far. No, no mo October. It yeah, doesn't have the same way. Yeah, no yeah. mo twenty twenty three. Well, there aren't there aren't any stories we cover over the by. What do you think the story is? What's the what's the prevailing thought or opinion or, or what is in the minds of, of Packers players and coaches and fans right now over this bye week? Do you think? Well, I started working on it this afternoon, and I hope to have it you know finished maybe by tomorrow. So I don't mean to just tease, but uh, you tease? Know, if, you, if you ask me. Um, what I thought I should be doing next in terms of reviewing the team, and that is taking a step back and looking at the plan and trying to anticipate where Mark and Brian and Russ think this thing is going, where they thought it was going two years ago or three years ago, and I should include Matt in that. But, um, and you know, it's just, I still think of a couple of these teams tomorrow, but you know, it's like, how did the Eagles win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles? Completely just blow up the place in some ways. Now, there's some some veterans that are there from that team that pulled off that huge upset over the Patriots uh, uh -huh. up in Minnesota. But they even built Nick Foles a statue. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and he's no longer there. And Doug Peterson getting fired. And then they bring in this new coach and the Jalen Hurts, and they get back to a Super Bowl. And they're, they are a pain uh, in the ass team to play this year now. They're one of the top four or five teams, mm -hmm. if not in the NFC, in, in the NFL, right? And so you're, this is when you look back at the Packers and say, 
how come they can do it? You know, why can't you do it? How did how did Howie over there in Philly pull this rabbit out of a hat, you know, within five years of each other? And so when you call yourself Titletown, how do you get there? So I'll get more into that and some other franchises that I've had the opportunity, the great opportunity, because of you and because of this station and this show to to you know, to dig a little deeper and you go through the offices and you look at the facilities and and you compare and you and you get the feel for the building mm-hmm. in terms of just is the ownership in the way or is the ownership doing everything they can, everything they can to try and make this thing safe. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, some of these places that as much as they invest and they still come up with, as they say in Vegas, where we just came from, you know, snake eyes. Yeah. So, I, you know, what is what have been the callers now on your show in the afternoons they're they're most frustrated about Monday night's game. And well, that they that they should be frustrated about. Well, I think a lot of it was was Matt LaFleur criticism and frustration. And and we knew this going in because we talked about this on Bill's show on Monday. I talked about this in the evening on Monday as well. I said if they lose tonight, if they come out and they don't look buttoned up and they don't look ready to play and they don't look like they have attention to detail and they're making mistakes against this Raiders team that's not very good after an 11-day stretch where they didn't have to do anything after, after the Lions game, right? The, the crowd in Vegas is pro-packer. Josh McDaniels is not a good coach, is not a guy who's going to outwit you and make better decisions than you, right? We're going to have questions about Matt LaFleur, and I've had questions about Matt LaFleur this week. Um, and, and I think most of the frustration from callers and, and from Packers fans that I've interacted with on this show and in Bill's show, it's, it's mostly directed towards Matt LaFleur. So, so what was your reaction to the type of game plan that was put in action? What, what did you think about Matt LaFleur's performance on Monday? I think that um, at some point in February and right about the time that we got to talk to Goodikins for over an hour, meeting room on the second floor of the Indianapolis sports complex or where they have the comments mm-hmm. that, you know, the decision had already been made that, okay, we're going to blow this thing up. I think that uh, Gutekunst would not tell Rodgers in the exit interviews after the loss to the stinking Lions, and you couldn't even get into a wild card spot, that we love you, we want you back, sorry about the thumb, the other injuries that you had this year. But here's, you know, but first we need to know, uh, before we move forward, what you want to do, and then all the other dominoes fall into place. Mm-hmm. But what he was also, what Rogers picked up on was, yeah, you're not bringing back any of my guys. You expect me to, you know, go in there with this young. Aaron Rodgers would be playing with this team right now, and and the Packers were willing to say, yeah, we'll figure out what we'll do with Jordan. But right now, you want to be around. We got think we got some stars. So I mean, look. Look what Christian Watson did you for you in the second half of the season. And you got Aaron Jones coming back and, and, and the guys that you got on defense. And we still think you could make some kind of a run with it with these guys. Maybe we'll make another move. Sorry about the Devontae thing. Don't, we were sur- as surprised about that as you were. And somewhere there in the darkness retreat, Aaron Rodgers said, you know, I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just I, – because I, I, it looks bad for him to come back. So fast forward to Monday night. I think all along these guys said we're gonna we, we're bringing in on there. We got rid of all these old guys off our books. They all moved to New York and they're playing for the Jets. Yeah, and um, and we're gonna take some lumps here, but so long as we can see some progress. And even when Mark Murphy says straightforward in an interview, yeah, I think we'll know in about eight weeks what we got. Uh, and that's a that's that's not some nut 
you know, that Mark Murphy is a football guy. Mm-hmm. People with, you know, and, and some respected senior reporters who have covered the team for years thought this, oh, boy, you know, you take away it. Here's a system that works since Ron Wolf, but let the general manager run all football operations. No, at the end of the day, Mark Murphy says he wants to, he wants to observe. I think he's letting Gutekinds do what he wants to. I think Gutekinds has to sell him the plan. And they're not there to lose. They have to win. They have to do everything they can to win or show that they came this close. And my fingers are an inch away. And so this stuff about all oh, the Packers don't care. If they, if they can just sort of get in the playoffs and sell tickets, they're happy. No, no, because you'd never know when you, that opportunity is going to come. When suddenly this team collapses or that team collapses, you know, like you're the 49ers and you look like a sure bet, and then you run out of quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the playoffs in one single game. So you don't – all that time you want to do, put the best team you can, but you also have the real expectations. And then if we can get this group to repeat over the next three or four years, then it increases our chances of knocking down the door and getting back into the big game. So I don't think that two and three – is a catastrophe. I don't think they're freaking out at 1265. You might disagree, and if, if you disagree, tell me. But last question, Mike, I, I don't think the record is a, a catastrophe for the Packers. I think going into this by, there might be some raised eyebrows in the front office. It's like, well, he looked really good against the Bears. Jordan Love was slinging the rock around, and it looked like he had this really nice base built up with some of his, some of his young weapons. Looked pretty good against the Falcons as well. Fell apart in the fourth quarter, but they're kids. That's understandable. The Saints game was mostly a catastrophe except for the fourth quarter, but the fourth quarter was still there. And then the last two games, I don't know that there's been anything redeeming on offense against the Lions or against the Raiders. Are we now coming out of the bye? Are we expecting to see an upswing? It's like, all right, forget the wins and losses. The offense should now be on a little bit of an upswing. We started the season on an up, then we went down. We should see some positive progression between Matt LaFleur, his quarterback, and some of these young weapons. Even if it doesn't result in wins, it should look better, and we should be able to see some progression, right, Mike? Yeah, and I, it starts with the last play of the Raiders the other night, just like down on Atlanta, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And it wasn't about being just a scooch off, uh, hitting Christian Watson for a touchdown. Uh, maybe Christian could have fought for that ball a little bit more. It, 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 the matter of fact, though, that young corner that tipped it away, he made a hell of a play. Good he play. made a hell of a play. Mm-hmm. You just have to give But you know something? There's a guy named Jerry Tillery. Mm-hmm. He's been there for about four years. He's played for the Raiders for about four years. He's out of Notre Dame. He made the uh, – even though his buddy down the line there, Max Crosby, got defensive player of the AFC, that guy should have got the award because the move that he put on Elton Jenkins on that – key critical situation to dip to look to the right and then dip inside and force Jordan Love to have to move three four steps to his left to escape being sacked and have to set at a new spot two seconds later those are the two seconds that Love needed to make sure he threw a 100% accurate ball into the corner of that end zone but just being pressured like that screwed up that play and we still would have been talking about oh another miraculous Pulled a rabbit out of a hat win for the Green Bay Packers. And and, and they would have just – so take away that play. Look at the things, though, that you've got problems with. And the numbers are starting to go in the wrong direction. I mean, come on. In August, when I was saying to you, man, he's not hitting the deep ball. Mm-hmm. He runs the offense, and people love his style of leadership. But if I said, yeah, I don't know about the long – we are. And, and now he's, 
instead of coming out with you know good numbers, good averages, protecting the football with three touchdowns, now he you know has throw, he's thrown one touchdown or something in a couple of weeks and five interceptions in the last two games. So it, it, it's let's look at it. It's the guy's first year as a starter. I don't know how you survive as a quarterback in the NFL sitting on the bench for three years and not getting more playing time, but. You know, you're behind schedule, and it's going to take those eight games, like Murphy say, before you even can start thinking about it. In two weeks, after they play the Broncos, you know who the quarterback they could be facing against the Steelers? Trubisky. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the first time I heard that kid talk about football, I thought, are the Bears nuts? This this guy's never going to work. What were they thinking in the interviews? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because that's part of it. Yeah, I'm telling you, you can watch these guys at practice. You can watch them in preseason and joint practices. But talk to them twice for about 20 minutes. You pretty much know what you got. Interesting. Mike, I appreciate you. I like our conversations. I like getting a chance to talk to you. I got to get two more breaks. I got to run. We'll talk next week, and we can really start to kind of put into perspective. All right, with the Broncos coming out of the bye, what do we expect to see? What do we need to see? And, and how do we react to to this result or that result. I can't wait. Thank you, Grant. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thanks for dropping in on the hotline. Let's take a five-minute break. We'll continue the Wisco Sports Show next. This is The Row with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, we're a little backed up. We got to get one more break in here before the end of the show. I like Mike chiming in. I was happy to hear from him tonight. I wasn't expecting to hear from him. We always appreciate when Mike drops in. The Packers coming out of the bye. Of course, they're at the... We all know that. That'll be a week from Sunday. Then they host the Vikings, a noon game. Will not play in that game. He's on injured reserve. So we know definitively, even though it's three weeks away, he's... And then they also host the Rams, a noon game at Lambeau. Now, the Vikings, I, I still think, are a competitive team. They're a better team than their record states, certainly. And there's lots of underlying metrics and numbers that would indicate. Just like last year, they weren't as good as a 13-3 and three team typically is. This year, they're not nearly as bad as, what are they, 1-4? and four? They're not nearly as bad as a 1-4 and four team. Record can be really misleading. Results can be misleading. I mean, I was thinking about this when we were talking to Mike. If David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones play, and they don't miss any games this year, Save for Jair Alexander. He misses time. Rashawn Gary is, is still on a pitch count. Changed nothing about this season except for Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari play every game. I feel like, are the Packers not 3-2, and 4-1? and one? I feel like they beat the Falcons in week two. I feel like they beat the Raiders the other night. I put them at 3-1, and 4-1, and one, right? They beat all the teams against the except the Lions. I... I don't know. I don't think the Packers are nearly as bad or they're not nearly as down bad as a lot of Packers fans and broadcasters like myself are making it out to be this week. If the Packers come out of the bye and they go one and two against the Broncos, Vikings and Rams, I think there's a world in which we feel pretty good, but the offense has to look like it's getting somewhere. And Jordan, they need to start to look like they're getting it and they're making progress week to week and they're learning from something from some of these mistakes. The Packers could win six games this year. And I, and I could count this season as a success. It depends on what it looks like. We need to be intentional. We need to, it's about quality, not just quantity this year. The Packers could win a bunch of games. They could win eight games, and I'm like, eh. 
There's a world in which I feel better about a six-win season than I do an eight-win season, depending on what the games look like. Does that make sense? I don't know. Between tomorrow and next week, we're going to have to put together a little bit of a checklist. What do we want to see against the Broncos, the Vikings, and the Rams? Those three games coming out of the bye. Two of them at home, one of them against a historically bad defense, a Broncos team that's a wreck right now. What do we want to see? Start to think about a checklist of things that we want to look for and hope to see uh, that will signify the Packers moving in the right direction. Three minutes and we'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Turn things over to Mr. Jesse Temple and Mr. Zach Heilprin. Temple and Heilprin. About a minute. If you're out and about, if you're on your way home from work, stop by. Little extended happy hour at Monks and Sun Prairie. Some Badgers talk. Thursday night football's on. Playoff baseball. Zach's giving me guff because I said that the Lakers title is less of a Mickey Mouse title. The Dodgers is the most Mickey Mouse title of the pandemic. The Lakers played like 80% of their season and showed that they were the clear favorite in the West, the best team. And then right at the finish line of the regular season, the season was interrupted. We had proof of concept pre-pandemic with the Lakers. We didn't with the Dodgers. Plus, the Lakers have shown the ability in the last 25 years to actually win titles. I believe them a little bit. The Dodgers, man, this happens every year. They don't feel like we need to change around the playoff format for the Dodgers. Big mistake. Big mistake. Tomorrow, can't wait. We'll talk a little more Packers on the night. So Packers tomorrow, can't wait. Never miss a Friday show. Enjoy Temple and Heilprin coming up in two minutes. Hey, no.